0: I thought of one other funny thing. Okay. We had camels come in a a crosswalk, and I heard the audience laughing, and this camel had taken the toupee off the back of this man's head. But uh, (laughs) as I'm thinking about it, we had several other things with the camels, many of things I can't repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I
1: love it. Took the toupee off. Yeah. That's great. The Mid-America Passion Play returns to the Mid-South under the direction of Dr. Jim Whitmire as Mid-America Seminary and College, Crossroads Baptist Church, and Love We're Finding Ministries join together together for this special presentation. Jim Whitmire, can you believe it's been nearly 40 years that you've been participating, <laughs> conducting, <laughs> and producing a Passion Play?
0: <laughs> no, time, uh, as we were talking even before this program started, at my age now, even the 50s <laughs> seemed like just yesterday, but uh, I got to counting, and I think I've directed more than 400 presentations of the Passion Play in my lifetime, uh, just taking it 4 years to Uruguay that was 40 times you know 10 <laughs> times each year but it never gets old it's always wonderful and trying to view the death burial and resurrection of Jesus from different angles you know of uh, characters Thomas or Peter or Barabbas or or whatever we choose yes. It's it's wonderful to see it
1: you know it's beautiful Jim as you think about the gospel it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes right that's yes. what the scripture teaches in Romans We have been Christians for a long time. Sometimes we can say, the gospel is like 101 Christianity, Mm -hmm. and then we Mm -hmm. move on. No, no, the gospel is our all-consumption every day. I mean, the gospel is even our sanctification,
0: right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) In uh, Colossians, it says that Jesus makes peace, brings peace to the world through the blood of his cross. That's a beautiful line. I'm trying to memorize some verses in that as it talks about Wait, let Jesus. Let me write that one down. That's Colossians what? I think it's Colossians 1. It's like 120 Okay. Uh, around in there. I love any scripture that talks about the blood of Jesus because it's so important, the yes. cross in our salvation. Sylvan Hills High School I want you to
1: take me back there and tell me who your favorite teacher was, some of your fondest memories, and really what's the most trouble you got into back in that high school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) How in the world did you find out about that? Uh, I was in Sylvan Hills just uh, two years, my last two years of high school. I was in about 20 different schools from first grade through the 12th grade because my dad was a steam fitter. And Atlanta was the center of the local, and so he was sent out all over the south to work from the local, steamfitters, local union there in Atlanta, but Sylvan Hills. I was trying to think of of all the teachers I had, my very favorite one was in the fourth grade, and that was in Atlanta, in the Sylvan Hills area. But it, her husband was a Delta pilot, and uh, she was always so kind to me. In fact, I even went... One night and spent the night at her house. You know, it was it was something else. But uh, uh, oh, getting in trouble! I, uh, I I was always doing something. But but I uh, I pretty much uh, stayed stayed out of trouble. But uh, I enjoyed those years. Yeah,
1: know. was the varsity a happening place in Atlanta back in those days? Oh yes,
0: yes, it was always you know has been Georgia Tech you know, personified, and yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I want you to bring us up to date on the Whitmire family. You and Linda have been married now for how long? 62 years. Oh my, it seems impossible.
0: It does. <laughs> it, uh, it seemed like yesterday. Oh my. And how's yeah. Linda doing? She's doing well. Um, she had a PET scan for her lymphoma, and it had been arrested for three months. And and so they've asked her to come back in six months, and we're still trusting that it won't show up again. But, Definitely uh, a prayer. But God yeah. really answered prayer through wow. through all of that. Yes.
1: So now it's time for you to name all the grandkids and tell us their ages. No, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love your Facebook page because you spend a lot of time with your grandkids. At least you, you post pictures of different children and time with them yes you have some special time with those kids i know
0: yeah they they really do in fact i have uh two of them that are involved in the passion play well actually i've got uh three children uh three grandchildren and two great-grandchildren involved in it and it's it's good to see the effect of being in the play and how it has affected them and just their walk with the Lord and their knowledge.
1: How has all of this involvement in the Passion Play impacted the Whitmire family all these years?
0: Well, I think, uh, for one thing, it uh, it helps us learn the Bible, you know, as we figure out scenes and the chronological when things happened in Jesus' ministry, but It's affected us like it has everybody that's a part of it. Uh, Four years ago or five when we first did the Mid-America Passion Play here, Crossroads had just moved into a new building and honestly we were growing and we didn't know one another. So as we put our lives into the Passion Play, we became a family. And I found that through all those years at Bellevue, those 30 years, Mm -hmm. that any time we did the Singing Christmas Tree or the Passion Play, we became a family. And it became as important in changing lives and and people being saved as the audience. Because they would either repeat words from the Scripture that Touch their hearts, and they would realize they were unsaved, yeah. you know, or it changed their life, you know, just uh, being saved, but going deeper with the Lord. So it it's wonderful, and I tell I tell young people if you'll be on stage, and and learn these things as children, you're going to have a better job. You'll interview for your job better. You'll present yourself better, you know, just from. Having to do that on stage every night. Yeah. Jim, you've invested a
1: life into ministry and helping leading people to worship Christ. Any regrets?
0: Oh, no. No. In fact, uh, I love what I've done and I'm so blessed that God let me do it. Yes. You know, to work with Adrian Rogers, you know, for all those years. Sometimes, you know, when you're young, you're a know it all. You know, you think you know it all. And and then uh, when you get a little knowledge, you realize you don't know anything, you know? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and the best you can be as a student. And uh, I, I love doing what I'm doing. I, I love uh, the productions. Uh, I love worship on Sunday and get excited, you know, just thinking about Sunday and being a part of that. Physically, how are you doing? You look great. Well, I tell people it's all smoke and mirrors, but I, I do feel good. I, uh, sometimes my mind tells me I'm 18, but my body tells me I'm 94, you know. But you're not 94. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: now, you're still quite busy. You are instructor in music and worship at Mid-America. Still doing that? Yes,
0: yes. I, I teach a class online of worship uh, which is a required uh, course but uh, I'm, I'm basically sort of emeritus there but still teaching every, every spring.
1: Let's step into something we were talking about prior to going on the microphone, Jim, and that is about revival. There's this stirring going on right now across America. We're seeing it at Texas A&M, in the Philippines, mm-hmm. at Baylor University. Mm-hmm. It started, you know, in February on the campus of Asbury. Yes. Uh, and this is something that you talk about in your classes.
0: Yes, in fact, it, it was amazing. When I heard about it, I was shocked because one of the uh, weeks that we study, the, in fact, we'll get into this the end of April and May this year, of the like the 1904 Welch Revival, the, the revivals, the Jesus Movement of the 70s, and then this wonderful revival at Asbury College in 1970 in February like 52 years ago, the same month, the same chapel, the same college. Um, I think it's astounding, and it's worked the, the seemingly the same way with the young people. And usually in the revivals, it's the older people that pray them down from the Lord, but it's the young people that get so changed. Uh, I was talking with our pastor uh, Sunday, and he says in Maui, he just heard a, a man was there and walked over a hill, and they were baptizing scores of young people in, in the ocean there. Uh, the, like, um, it, it, this has spawned revivals all over the world now, which I think is um, fitting since we're in the last days. I really feel like we are. Why
1: do you think we're afraid sometimes, Jim, to step into something like revival or to experience- Experience what really God wants us to in Christ.
0: I don't know if it's we're afraid. Sometimes I think it's we don't know what to do. I, I think that they talked about. I heard your interview with Steve Copeland. Mm-hmm. The song "Holiness, Holiness" is what I long for, yes. and I think that that is a, the kind of thing that brings revival is is our desire for holiness to be close to the Lord. And then as people pray, and I don't think we can be good enough or earn it. I think the Holy Spirit comes where he will. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that uh, Jesus pursues us, that uh, God, uh, sh- surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That means goodness and mercy is pursuing me all the days of my life and i'll dwell in the house of the lord forever and uh i think uh god longs for us to be obedient and and love him mm. jesus christ
1: is the lamb of god who died for the sins of the world john 1 2, 9 says jesus mission became clear to mankind only after he had been crucified on the cross yet the scriptures reveal in revelation 13 8 that the lamb was slain from the creation of the world. Mm. And Peter repeats this truth in more detail where he says in 1 Peter 1 18, 20, for you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your mm. sake. Jim, the blood of Christ. It's
0: so amazing. It it is. When you think of the Bible says that the life of all flesh is in the blood, and uh, our DNA, uh, everything, you know, uh, diseases are carried in the blood, and you think, well, ours is a bloody religion. It is. You know, we are uh, just like that verse that, that I quoted that, that he made peace through all things through the blood of his cross. And I thought it was interesting that Paul wrote his cross what by the blood of, of his cross as he was that sacrificial lamb. And, um, you know, when um, uh, Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. Well, the next thing that happened was the earthquake and the thunder. And in the Bible, when God gets near... Uh, the earth when he's near like moses there's an earthquake and there's fire you know and there, there's a thundering and so when jesus died it wasn't that god was further away he was nearer yeah. he came nearer to his son and for all of that it's it's uh it's the blood that brings our salvation and Jesus' death on the cross.
1: And I mentioned that reference, too, out of Revelation, that he was slain before the foundation of the world because he was the promised
0: one. Yes. And all through Scripture we see that. And that's the theme of this year's Passion Play. Yes. In fact, we have a song that's titled The Promised One, and Scott Sturdeman has written some beautiful new music. We have have basically a new script that uh, uh, we have put together. compilation of uh, some earlier scripts uh years ago russell howard i don't know if you remember him he's a pastor in florida now but he he worked at bellevue and he played caiaphas i think it's 1994 lisa parker wrote so many you know of our scripts there well that year he and and lisa sort of wrote it together and then we had john lewis who is writing writing some but uh, Karen Sturdivant this year has taken the old Russell Howard, Lisa Parker, and she's added her own twist to it. And, you know, for our auction banquet, we had Angie Elwell Hunt, the uh, author. Yeah, she uh, was on
1: this show. I interviewed her. Yes.
0: yes. She, she's wonderful, and she wrote a, a script for us, but um, she finished it uh, in January 1st. Because we asked her in November to do it, and it was too quick. But uh, there were there were ideas that she had that we couldn't get the script ready for this year's Passion Play. But there there were some ideas from her, so it's sort of a compilation done by Karen Sturdivant, which is a a, a wonderful job. But yeah, it'll be interesting.
1: And I know putting something like that together, it's not just a matter of paperwork and you know thoughts and production. I mean, so much prayer goes into this, and, and also the study of Scripture, knowing that you're creating accurate biblical scenes that you portray.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I think uh, basically the script is 90% Scripture because uh, we we, re, uh, we repeat things that characters said, and and we get them from the Bible. I remember um, Adrian, as, as he preached, when I first... Uh, when I first started working with him back in the 60s, I said, Pastor, if you'll just tell me what you're preaching on, I'll, I'll choose the music and go along with that subject. And he said, Jim, you just sing about Jesus. And he says, you're gonna get anything I, I speak on. And uh, that's, I've kept that in mind, you know, as we put all of these scripts together through the years if you'll make Jesus the center of it, it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah, if you start getting off, you know, like getting too much into a, a made-up life of Barabbas Barabbas, or a made-up life of Paul, or, yeah. if it's not in the Bible, it's uh, not not worth doing.
1: Yeah, you know too, and we talk about that message of the gospel, and, and the Scripture tells us that it is foolishness to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's
0: misunderstood in so many ways, Joe. And I think one of the beauties of a passion play which ever since jesus died the church has recreated a passion play i mean they had it during the middle ages uh, their stories of farmers who put a little set on the back of a wagon took it to a nearby town and they and they quoted scripture and enacted out a passion play but i think the seeing it on the stage it impacts children especially as they see yes. the the death, burial and resurrection pictures worth a thousand words. Well I remember
1: Dr. Adrian Rogers said that one of his favorite places to go see was sight and sound theaters. Yes. He really enjoyed that. You talk about a farmer and that's how that whole you know organization exactly. got Exactly. Glenn yeah. Eshelman was a dairy farmer, you know, yeah. up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He was walking the land, just praying God could use this land someday. And that was really the, yeah. the, where the seeds began for mm-hmm. sight and sound. How yeah. that started
0: out. Yeah, that that's amazing. In fact, uh, I've been to Lancaster twice. Ne- never seen it at, at Branson, but I've been uh, yeah. uh, uh, seen it up there. But that that's true. he yeah. as a farmer, so he was doing that like a thousand years later than, <laughs> <laughs> than than earlier ones.
1: But it's really neat when you lay things in the hands of God. Your intent is to let Christ be known. Mm-hmm. And you want to know that i think god honors that right
0: oh absolutely he's he's promised that his word would not return void and i uh, even as we had practices uh, uh this past week i said one of the strengths of the passion play is when we are repeating these lines that we've memorized uh it's scripture and he's promised that that uh his word will not return void i said so it's going to be impacting lives that you don't realize. If it's not impacting the audience, it's impacting those on stage, or it's really impacting the one who's memorized it and saying it. Yeah. You know, How many performances will there be?
1: Again, now the Passion Play will be March the 30th through April 2nd at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. The Mid-America Passion Play, again, March 30th through April 2nd.
0: Yes. Uh, we have five performances. If we have to do a sixth, we might add one, if we can, uh, earlier on Sunday afternoon. But uh, it's Thursday night at 7, Friday night at 7 on the 31st, and then Saturday it's at 2 and 6 p.m. on April 1st. And right now it's scheduled for Sunday at 6 p.m., Okay, uh, Sunday night. How do you personally get ready for it?
1: This is a busy time for you with the practices and everything, how do you just maintain that momentum as you move into the season?
0: Of course, we start you know by having the auction banquet in November and that's where we really raise the money that we say, can we can we do this? Um, and uh, it sort of gets our juices flowing. We know by then uh, we know that we're going to have tryouts. the script's got to be ready by January. So you start reading the Bibles, you start rechecking things, uh, and uh, then by by the first of February, that's when the cast has got to be already chosen, and we start <laughs> rehearsals, and uh, and it's you're sort of on a on a train that's that's moving, and re- you've got to be ready, whether you're ready or not. You know the the time is coming show must go on, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, are there going to be live animals in this year's production? Yes.
0: We'll have a lamb and a donkey. And uh, <laughs> at Bellevue, we used to have camels and, and all that. Yep. But our our uh, theater is not large enough at the seminary to bring a camel in. But we'll have a donkey. And we have chickens. Um, in fact, the, the merchants who are on stage that take care of the chickens, we call them the chicken tenders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Chicken tenders. Yeah. I always like to ask you about humor stories behind the scenes, or rehearsal, or performance. Mm-hmm. Something that happened. Can you recall anything?
0: I've got several of them. <laughs> right now, I can't, can't. Some things that at the time weren't so humorous, you know, become become humorous afterward. But uh, I, right now. Byron, I can't think of a thing I in a moment. <laughs>
1: That's okay. You're having a senior moment. We'll give yeah, you that. Yeah. I have those all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago, there was a herd of sheep that were, were brought into the, the sanctuary. And, oh, and you had a – Okay, uh, yes. And there's a dog that uh,
0: – yes. a border collie. You, yeah, you just reminded me of one. We uh, She was uh, – I learned later that that dog we used every year was worth $75,000 because it, uh, you know, in stud work and everything, it was an (laughs) incredible sheep dog. And we had sheep would come up on stage, and the only way we could control them was that dog. And uh, one did get loose one night and went down into the orchestra and, and I noticed there was a disruption in the violins because he was going up under the uh, the legs of, of the players. And I really thought I was going to have to stop the whole program, the whole show, and get, get that lamb out. But that dog came down in that orchestra and herded that sheep back up on stage. And I thought, that dog was worth 75. <laughs> I didn't realize that story. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, that there are more, and I just, there have been so many, uh, you know, funny things over the years, and it, it, it's hard to recall them.
1: I want to go back to the time you served with Adrian Rogers. You were minister of music at Bellevue, served under him as he was pastor.
0: What do you miss most
1: about walking into his office or maybe a, a non-formal meeting where you're just having conversation with him?
0: Well, he, his, uh, his one word that would describe him would be integrity. And I liked his clearness of thought. There was a huge amount of wisdom in him, uh, I know we had a problem one time in a copyright. One of our biggest copyrights was Irving Berlin's um, God Bless America, and uh, there, there were so many tags on that, like you couldn't put it in a medley, medley, it had to stand alone, it had to be done by this time, and, and it, was, it was an expensive copyright to use with our Celebrate America. And uh, uh, we found out that we had not paid the copyright for like two years in a row or something. It was it was just overlooked. And so I went into to Adrian and I said, uh, we could get sued over this. I said, I could say this or I could say that. He said, Jim, just tell them the truth. Tell them you forgot to do it. He said, we'll take the consequences, you know. And so... I did, and it was fine with them. I mean, they were so kind, you know, about it. We paid for the copyrights. You know, he just he he was truth. I mean, tell the truth, do the truth, be right. You know, do what's expected of you. Fulfill your obligations. It's it's the things that I think were the tenets of uh, Americans for you know, the first 150 years, you know, of our existence. Good word, Jim. Great word.
1: Well, again, let's remind our friends the Mid-America Passion Play at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, located at 2095 Appling Road in Cordova, March 30th through April 2nd. Friends, now's the time to go get your tickets. You can go to the website midamericapassionplay.org. And let me encourage you to go to that website because there's a great wealth of information. There's photographs. There's also, I believe, some video possibly that you can enjoy on that website. Yes. And that's
0: midamericapassionplay.org. And if you need to call somebody and want to talk to a person, a live person, call Crossroads Baptist Church. If you have any questions, 901, area code 309,
1: 7777. Seven, seven, seven. Okay. 901-309-7777 Crossroads Baptist Church about
0: tickets. Wow, maestro. <laughs> it's up on us. It absolutely is. I thought of one other funny thing. Okay. We had camels come in a, cr- a crosswalk and I heard the audience laughing and this camel had taken the toupee off the back of this man's no, no. head. But uh <laughs> As I'm thinking about it, we had several other things with the camels, many of things I can't repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Took the two off.
1: Yeah. That's great. God bless you, Jim. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And I'm just so thankful for our longtime friendship. I was... Hard to believe a junior in high school when I first met you. So we have been friends for a long Young time. Young and handsome. And <laughs> What's yeah. happened to me, Jim? What's happened to me?
0: But we've been friends for so long. Yeah. I love I, your I family. I you appreciate you and There's uh, the things I say about Adrian I can say about you, too, the integrity and truthfulness. God Thank bless you. It. God bless you, my friend. Well, friends, that's
1: all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Now, don't forget, the Passion Play is uh, time now to get your tickets March 30th through April 2nd. You can go to midamericapassionplay.org. Call that number Jim gave, 901-309-7777. And hope to see you there at this year's Passion Play, The Promised One. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
0: I tell you truly. Today, you will be with me in paradise. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
1: Into your hands, I commit my spirit. It is finished.